Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hey, gang. This is your host, Jim Francis and Seth Goldstein, bringing you yet another Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver. Yours truly today is very honored and privileged to have a wonderful comic a businessman, a producer, a podcaster, if you will. This guy comes from all the way out from Virginia, guys, and he's going to come by and talk about his new stand-up comedy album, Can't Be Bothered, so please don't bother him. Um, his journey to the entertainment industry with podcasting, comedy, UVA versus Virginia, tech rivalry, and the Grand Funk Railroad. Guys, it is my utmost pleasure to welcome Mr. Comic Stephen Harrison! What's up, my brother? How'd you like that intro? Hey, man, thank you so much for that intro and the opportunity to be on, man. I've been excited about this. I'm stoked, brother. It's it's uh, on the contrary, man. It's great to have you on the other end and, um, you know, all the way out from Virginia, man. Tell us, what's the weather out there? Is it below zero or are you guys we freezing your buns? I can't explain it, but it feels like every year and exception, it's always really warm on Thanksgiving or like warm for around here. I mean, some years it's been 75. This year was 63, I think, on Thanksgiving, but it's been freezing all the other days. So we but it's nice. I mean, it, it's a little yeah. bit overcast today, but it's still a nice day here and relatively warm this week at night. Right. It's just been brutal though. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And so and so um maybe it has something would it have something to do with everybody cooking their turkeys that it got so warm, maybe possibly. <laughs> Did you burn your turkey? <laughs> oh god, man, I have never had to go through that <laughs> obstacle course of trying to cook, thankfully, every year. We do. It used to do a bigger celebration at my parents with more relatives there, but since sure. he started to branch out, have their own kids, and sure. all that, I get to thankfully still celebrate at my parents. But there's a lot less of us. But it's always a good yeah. time, and I mean, I don't have to lift a finger to cook. Right. It becomes uh, it, it's it becomes sort of like a reality show, right? Um, they start exactly. little by little, right? They start cutting them away. This person moves out. That person moves in. Uh, you know, somebody will say, "Hey, this year I'm spending it with so and so instead." And 
I think that's sort of something that began with the quarantine where folks couldn't gather anymore in, in big numbers. And I think that began this spurred this new um, movement where, you know, I, I kind of thing where, where people tend to celebrate less. I mean, not in huge groups anyway. So maybe uh, it's a good thing in a sense. But at the same time, you sort of miss that <clears throat> sort of fam family nucleus where everyone gathered together at the table and to create memories. Right. But um, um, oh, it's so, uh, you know, before we jump in deep, I wanted to ask you, how did you and Brandy meet? Brandy Aguilar, as you guys know, is is one of our, our dear friends, and and she was one of my, believe it or not, she was uh, my first or second guest on the show. Um, yeah, <laughs> she's hilarious. She is so funny. Um, yeah, how did you, where'd you guys meet? And I didn't Do know the comedy that she or... was, well, I had no idea she was one of your originals on here. Um, it's actually, it's, it's kind of fascinating because when I was, I think I was eight years old because it's in 2000, she did this commercial for, uh, for Ego Waffles. And you can see it's, it's her. She's, totally. she's not changed a bit. I mean, obviously grown up, but I, I saw this commercial. And I was just like years later and fast forward to um, last year in October, I was on my Instagram one morning and I was just scrolling through and I saw her profile and I looked on it and I'm like, oh, we have some similar interests. She looks cool. I'd like to have her on my show, the Lights Go Down podcast. And I Fantastic. started to kind of like I looked through her profile a little bit and found out that she did this commercial. And I was like, wait a minute, that's who that is <laughs> like a holy <laughs> God, one of those moments. And so she came on and did an episode with us last year and it was a ton of fun. I mean, one of our best guests we've ever had on, which eventually I'd love to have you on as well. Good, sir. For but sure. man, Absolutely. It was quite a quite a story, <laughs> and then yeah. we started talking for a little while, and um, things have been going really well. Actually, going out, she's coming to see my family this uh, this Christmas and New Year's. Uh -huh. It looks so. Like you guys are going together. So you guys are going together, huh? You guys going yes, out now? How it is? Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's been tough because uh, it's. So we're figuring out the distance thing, but we've been able yeah. to see each other, thankfully, a decent amount this year. And it's, you know, you kind of start. I feel like people aren't paying attention to distance as much these days just because of COVID completely yeah, it's flipped that on top of its head. So it's like, I'll, I'll take the time that I have. But the right. idea in mind right now is that I, I've wanted to move out of virginia for some time and there's young ones that my sister has that i wanted to be here when they were kind of going past the you know I, I everything after when they were toddlers it's like okay then is a good time to spread my wings but you only get that time with them is at that age once and i wasn't gonna miss out so now that we're kind of passing that age she and i have been putting our heads together and trying to figure things out and it's but it's been going really well. I mean, I I could not ask for somebody 
better. I mean, she just she gets me (laughs) maniacal. You guys are both comedians, so that's a great. You know, you guys bring a good uh, synergy um, together, no doubt. And um, so I'm I'm very you know just beyond grateful and 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 happy and totally happy for you guys and nothing but the best. You know, wishing you. Um, when you guys come out to LA, it would be great if we can, you know, probably have a sit down for dinner or lunch at some point with my girl and, you know, sort of have like a double date of sorts. It'd be oh, fantastic. Oh, It'd be great. You know, we will. I, I, I <laughs> yeah. She, um, yeah, me either. So is this sometime obviously next year, right? Cause we're sort of closing out the year now. So this would be yeah. sometime next year that you would move up here. Okay. Yeah. I, I had a, um, you know, because I'm getting ready to release an album next month. If all goes according That's to plan, right. it's going to be my debut stand-up comedy album, which is called Can't Be Bothered. It'll be That's right. streaming on Spotify, and then we'll have the YouTube version following that. Um, stay tuned for the release date of the YouTube um, the YouTube version. But I planned sure. out some dates to do, uh, you know, touring to support the album. And, and honestly, I had some local dates planned earlier this year but there was a lot of stuff going on family issues that are uh, things are sure. looking up but at the time it was just hard to do yeah. show and i i planned originally to go out in the next few weeks i was going to be in california with her doing some spots you know at the comedy store and trying to do the laugh factory but i have yeah. pushed those back to january so like I was saying, she's going to be here next month. And then I am going to be out in her neck of the woods in mid to late January. So, I mean, yeah, we are, we are rapidly approaching that. It's just, it's, it blows my mind because we were talking the other night and we were just sitting there realizing that we've already been talking for over a year. So it's fabulous. Yeah. I, I noticed, yeah, I noticed that you would pop up a lot on, Occasionally, she put up a post, and then no sooner would she put it up, then you would pop on and and sort of, you know, comment and and chime in. And so I thought, wow, I wonder if if this is, um, you know, Brandy's uh, boyfriend or love interest or something. And I thought that would be cool because obviously, given that you know you're a comedian, it's in the wild card entertainment, and and you know, I thought this guy's it's funny, you know, it's funny that both people. You know oh, that yeah. would get together, and 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 I'm happy for her. I know um, when I had her on the show, um, yeah, she was single, and we were talking about that. And, and, and you know, it was it was a very um, short time we, we we spoke about that, but she did tell me that at the time, and you know, and and now you know, fast forward a whole year after, and now she's in a good place. She's happy. Um, and, really and you know, I'm sure I'm sure you guys compliment each other. I'm totally, totally, totally excited to hear. Um, when you come up here, you know, we'll definitely, you know, go out and, and out in the town and stuff. And if you need, you know, any kind of like, I can introduce you to a few comics myself. I do know quite a bit of comics out here. Um, Absolutely. as I dabbled, I dabbled with stand up years ago. Um, and I didn't. I decided it wasn't a thing for me to continue pursuing actually. And so I didn't, you know, continue, but I do acting and podcasting and you know, for obvious reasons, we're on a podcast and, um, and, and, you know, a few, a few other things, but um, I am very thrilled that, that your uh, album 
can't be bothered it's gonna it's gonna drop and yeah you should definitely do yes. that here in, in in los angeles get on the circuit meet people and then um you know yeah i can hardly wait i mean for sure we would love to come out and support you also um so let's let's talk about a little bit about the dynamics in your childhood um you know what was what was it like growing up but what did you want to do when you were young you know did you always were you always funny were you always a class clown what, what was your life like when you were a kid i had actually uh some family in town for the week and we were trading stories about that <laughs> just how i was um you know people could always tell that i was into making people laugh and i had a um i had a preschool teacher my mom was just telling this story actually earlier today but she had a, a preschool teacher who was to, my mom made a suggestion she was like i don't know sometimes i can't tell if he's shy or not and my preschool teacher was just like he's not shy just says that immediately <laughs> you you know from that age because it's i don't know i can't explain like i'm i feel like i have no problem talking to people but that huh. i'm more introverted than people anticipate so as a kid i don't know it was just yeah i i got i got to go to see some comics kind of at the uh, local venues and go see some nationally touring people and i've been watching you know the richard Pryor live on the sunset strip or carlin back in the 80s you know what am i doing in new jersey and it was something that i knew i wanted to do and that i was i had a creative mind and putting that right. together i don't know the podcasting kind of just fell into place because i was really into I, I liked radio and I worked in radio for a little while in this town called Stanton, Virginia, which is right by uh, James Madison University. Sure. So when the COVID hit, I had already, I was already into podcasting. So I went, if I'm not at the radio station, why don't I just go all in and focus on making the, the show a success? And it's been nothing but that. So I guess I just I knew I wanted to be in entertainment somehow, but I tried acting and I don't know. I, I people say to me still that I could get into it, but I just have never yeah. I don't know. It's something that I for whatever reason have stayed away from. I guess it's well, just it's like with TV doing talk uh talk shows, you we were talking about that before the show started, but you have the you know, oh will cue the audience to laugh at this and yeah. the whole setup. I, I've never been a person that's like that. I just like to let things flow. So sure. that's where podcasting really, I guess that's why it caught my interest is because it was, it's just, you have to have that kind of, that's why it's so popular today. It's free flowing and you yeah. run with it's that like a freestyle starts, huh? <laughs> you just kind of right. shoot from the hip. Usually you got a couple of pointers, a couple of talking points, and then you just kind of spring into action and see where it takes you. You start one place and you end up in another, which is fantastic. It really is. Exactly. Um, exactly. So you said you mentioned George Carlin. Were those those some of your inspirations or what were like Richard Pryor, which some of the greats 
um, were those your inspirations um, coming up um, uh, in the world of comedy, particularly uh, stand-up, would you say? Yeah, I I had, um, I have, still I should say, I have a friend named John who he's he's been a buddy of mine for years and he lives in Austin now, but we were in elementary school and I remember we all had these things that we were putting down for what would my ideal career be it's like yeah that's you're asking a fifth grader what their career is going to be i mean let's let's think about what's going to happen <laughs> with the world <laughs> in between the, what's going to happen to the human being all of that to consider but we were asked this and i remember he and i were talking and we were both were like this is a no-brainer we put down stand-up comic but awesome I don't know. I, I guess it was just, I liked the, what I like about comics is that they, it's sort of like their, their job to, you find the humor in anything. And that takes a lot huh. of fearlessness because uh, as you see, I mean, people are scrutinized. So it, not even just like when cancel culture becoming a thing. I mean, the media has been the way it's been for decades. decades. Yeah for decades and it's that's exactly what i liked about it was you know i, I remember watching richard Pryor bits that were in the 70s it was just appalling to people but you look uh -huh. at it now and it's like he's you know whether he was talking about living in a brothel or you know talking yeah. about he told some stories about lesbians that i remember he had this show that was on after saturday night live and the sketch was highly controversial. It's like something that you'd find on basic cable today or on Netflix, yeah. I should say, for people who know sure. basic cable lived in the 90s. Uh, it used yeah. to be how people got their television. <laughs> but sure. I've loved it since I can remember watching comedians. There was just something that was there that I could identify with. And my mom, she was, I owe it, I think, to her and my dad for my dad has my sense of humor but my mom was the one who showed me all of like you know played me class clown on vinyl and then my buddy john actually i remember him renting from blockbuster another reference for <laughs> people he got chris farley on snl on vhs and that's good i remember putting that in and watching the tape and i was like I don't know if I consider this guy to be a comedian. I think there's a difference where like with Brandy, I've told her you would be a, you'd kill, you'd be a natural stand-up comic. And yeah. she's like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's just not my thing. There's yeah. some people out there that you can tell they're crafty and they're funny. Like Andy Kaufman was, but they're not, they're more sure. of a performance artist. They're not exactly. Yeah, Brandy's funny as fuck, but she doesn't like the stand-up, the whole stand-up thing. I think for her, it's more exactly. of the sketches and that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. get you know, Some people, they just, you know, I've met people who have done like four shows. They've given it up. Some people have done it for years and they're just like, nah, I've, I've moved on from it. I love it. I yeah. mean, and it's really strange that we have a time where people can be that they're able to easily put their content out but it's just so everything's politically correct 
So right. That's that was time. <clears throat> that was that was what I was about to embark on. The whole it's it's a cancer a cancel culture uh, politically correct um, era, and therefore it must be very difficult um, to express yourself, or you kind of have to go around and meander certain jokes that you would otherwise like to tell. Isn't that the case, or are you? Absolutely. What What do you What do you? I mean, as a comic, you know, um, what do you find? Uh, you know, to be like, where do we draw the line? You know, as offensive or you know or whatever. But shouldn't wasn't comedy a place where you can with no holds bar? It used to be you could just laugh at anything. At the end of the day, it's not like you know. It's just there. You're there to release that all that you know tension from work and you know what not the the stress and what have you some drinks and some laughs and laugh at yourself why can't one do that any longer i just i can't explain it because <laughs> it's it, it really i mean it, it's it's interesting because i've watched people like a, a lot of interviews of uh, you know when covid hit last year and i was inside all day like everyone else i was watching just old interviews with this person and that person and i got into um i got back into grunge and i remember listening to some interviews with they were just starting to hit it big and they were talking about how they didn't want to be seen as a pc band and i'm thinking well if this was 1992 things have not changed it's i mean we have more technology out there so i guess people can be more combative but the the whole thing with the media narratives that's that's remained the same so i really like watching people like bill burr or you know god rest his soul norm mcdonald because you can yeah. see the wheels turning in their head but some <laughs> of them are more crafty like norm mcdonald where he could just like interject with some story that has, you know, you listen to it later and you're like, that was that the point he was trying to, and you start to be like, wow, they're, they have more going on than you expect. Whereas sure. like a Burr, he's just sitting there laying these facts on you that nine out of 10 people are probably thinking, but they're not going to say that's right. Oh, so in such an interesting place with cancel culture today, I you have yeah. to kind of be like beat the beat the media at their own game, and we have all the resources to do it. That's why I encourage people to go do stand up because it's you're going to offend somebody. Like the Patrice O'Neill quote: "If you have fifty percent silence and fifty percent cheers, you are meant for this." Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And, and, you know, um, yeah, so, so it's, it's pretty, you know, it's, it's very, uh, um, uh, it's, it's kind of, it, it can be for some comics. I think it's a slippery slope in how, you know, if how they go about doing their comedy, because it could ruin their, their image reputation. And we saw, um, yes. You know, we've seen what's what's happened to a few people when they when they get canceled. Now, moving on, moving right along with um, um, with regards to uh, your podcast, um, you said uh, you how you've had it for your podcast going a little bit 
on what like two years is it you're going on two years now tell us about the the podcast how many people are involved i want to know um you know like what are the topics of interest when you guys do your top what is what is it revolve around so podcasting i i got into originally with a buddy of mine named zach who is he's been a friend of mine since childhood and he was the because i remember going to high school and seeing on the ipod nanos the section that said podcast and i was like what is this? I, I don't even know. So <laughs> you go forward a few years and my buddy Zach was the guy who introduced me to, um, you know, like all the podcasts that are really popular today, like, you know, the fighter and the kid Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. And I thought, well, that's just, that's fun. You know, that sounds like a lot of fun to just go and be with your buddies and not sitting there worrying about what's going because you you're taking the risk if you're going in there and you're drinking and <laughs> smoking you're there are there, there's good chances that you are going to do something that you regret. <laughs> there's a good chance that'll happen but it's it's reality too so that's what i enjoyed about it so after i decided to do one i actually had um there's a friend of mine named Nika, um, you know, real name is Danica, but she and I were living at where James Madison University is. And we started doing a show at this bar that was kind of JMU themed, but it was, you know, sports. We'd, we'd just talk about that kind of stuff. And I just, it occurred to me, I'm not going to, take this very far because it's going to have to stay centered around JMU and I I don't intend to do that so I decided to get a um from there I started a music show with my buddy Ryan who has been my producer since I was 26 now I'm now 29 and we were doing uh, well with the music show I mean we had some interesting people on um you know a buddy of mine Jackie Benson, phenomenal guitarist from Austin, Texas. I had this guy named Jim Fitzpatrick on who was, he was the artist for Thin Lizzy and he, he did all their cover work and also wow. did a very, very, <laughs> an incredible Shea Guevara portrait that's, he was clever because he put um, an F in the corner of it to know that it, it's always, he can always tell if it's his or not. He and I sat down and talked. I mean, so I was just like, you know, I, I seem to not have a problem landing people who want to be on the show. But again, it just hit me. I I don't want to just do this thing and be uh, it's a musical theme. So that's yeah. where lights go down kind of came from a few other ideas. And my buddy Ryan, he is very good with the tech side of things because he's this outstanding musician who he, he gives himself crap for production, you know, the job he does with not just podcasting, but with music, things like that. And I just, I, it couldn't be further from the truth. get what he does. So we decided, yeah, let's go ahead and let's just make lights go down. Anybody, anytime can be on this thing. And it went from awesome. It's not like, you know, we had that thing overnight where it was zero to 10, but had 
some three we've had good guests on from the start who i've it just shows that we're i don't know the universe has told us we should do this because people seem to be responding well to it and we have a guest list next year that's just like if you would have told 10 year old steven that he could <laughs> do what he's doing it, it would have blown me away and it's it is blowing me away right now how successful the podcast is done and how much i've learned about myself through doing it i recommend it to people i mean and you don't have to go and have the huge five thousand dollars for this part and this part today you can just get on no. your laptop and run it no problem now if you're one of those people that's like oh i don't want to get into it because you know i i recorded everything with a track tapes stuff like that and i understand <laughs> believe me I'm, I'm kind of one of those people myself hey but. i i still have don't poke fun of those folks because i still have uh, my my myspace account <laughs> yes. god you know that is something that Brandy talks about that a lot and you know, like, you know, the old photos that I had on there and she wanted me to look it up. And I, for some reason, I can't find my old MySpace, but my God, I, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's interesting for me to see where social media is today because I was there from day one. I mean, I remember watching the new YouTube when that was a big video and by the first night I had Facebook and the I remember having my first conversation on there with a girl that I went to high school with. And it's just to see where it is now. It's so fascinating. Yeah. It's a long way from from blogging. Right. And having chat rooms and Yahoo and no stuff doubt. like that. I remember way back when when that was a thing. And and, you know, um, we've come a long ways. And like you said, it doesn't take a whole lot. And I noticed, uh, too, with um I know, I know I started my podcast about a year ago, roughly, and um, it was due, obviously, to um, having, um, you know, issues with, um, with COVID and, and understanding that, you know, uh, is when it really started taking off. Um, I had plans like you. I'd worked in the radio. I worked in radio for a long time, and it was a lot of That's that nice. was uh, internet, internet radio. I did... Um, uh, worked on an FM radio. And so having worked, having done that kind of work, like you said, it's like an easy segue into podcasts would, would seem most comfortable and, and, and logical to do. Um, the, the logistics of it, like you said, it doesn't take a whole lot for the setup. I think, um, more than anything is to have the, the will to do it. You know, if you set out to do anything, if you have that will, um, you, you will, you know, obviously execute whatever it is that you want to do. Now, let me ask you something, um, uh, Stephen or Steve, if you were to, if you could have like, say, change anything about the past in terms of, you know, your career choices and stuff, you could be anything else. What would you have done? Or what kind of journey would you have taken other than, than comedy? That is a good, very good question. I I think I have always been made the public guy, and that's where Brandy thinks that I should become a. That there's I could be a tour guide because I don't know. I've just always I've been interested in 
you know, people, they look at me and they probably don't think that I'm, <laughs> maybe they think that I'm smart, but I'm not a scholar, but I've always been interested in these little, I love little facts, you know, that people put on radio stations or you see online somewhere. It's that kind of stuff is intrigued to me for a long time. And I think that I was made to do something like that, where I could work giving people tours of like Monticello. It's very close to that's the, um, our Virginia's big uh, Charlottesville, I should say, but it really Virginia, that's their big attraction for, uh, you know, for tourists coming into the area for history I think sure. that I really would like it because I could sit there and talk to people about you consider yourself a historian. Do you know enough about your town? Is that what you're saying? I do. I do. Uh, and I hey, love hey, and, and Steve, and if, and if I don't, whatever I don't, I just make up as I go. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that seems to be the world we're living in today. <laughs> yeah. Cause everything's like fact. Okay. Fact checks. All right. How are you going to fact check this? Well, go online and you're going to fact check. Go online. It's somebody else's fucking opinions anyway. <laughs> exactly. You're going so, on and reading. You know, it, it's Wikipedia. Put that shit. <laughs> like the, another small known thing that's a fact I heard on the radio is that 8%. This is a few years ago, but 58% of surgeons use Wikipedia. And that's, <laughs> I remember being told in high school, I think, but college, I definitely remember professors saying, do not use Wikipedia to check your sources because anybody can get on there and mess with a page. But that's, that's the world we live that's in up, today. That's up there. <laughs> oh, it, it's, that is it, up there with some friend of mine that said, I'm going down, you know, we, we were not far from, from Mexico. He says, I'm going down Baja. Right where I can get one of my molars taken off. And this is not, okay, don't quote me. This is not a joke. I am not, I didn't make this up, but he came back with the wrong molar taken off. Apparently the, no. dentist, the dentist had one eye or was partially blind. And he took off. <laughs> I got the wrong molar, dude. Uh, anyway, I, uh, and honestly, that, <laughs> so, so there you have it. Anything can happen, guys. <laughs> Doctors looking at Wikipedia. This is in the States. Holy shit. We're in for it, oh, man. We oh. really are. Hey, my man. Um, Steve, we're almost out of time, man. Uh, I, I really want to ask you to come back for a part two. Is that a possibility? Man, of course. We, we were we were just getting started. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, I want you to drop your, you know, your 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 handles, your social media handles. Want to make sure everybody follows you. Of course, um, of course. So let's yeah, do that now. Yeah. I am. So I want people to be aware of the fact that I have my page that I do things on yeah. for Instagram at the wild card comedy. Some people put wild card comedy and they're like, why can't I find you? Well, there's that important the before it <laughs> but <laughs> that was what it, when i was in high school my buddy started to call me the wild card and it just it hit me one night i was like yeah I'm, you are I'm a wild card dude you really <laughs> are bro <laughs> that's exactly it and i 
have run with that since day one. But Wildcard Arts and Entertainment, that is the entertainment company that I started. Around the same time, I started doing podcasting. In It was okay. April of 2019. I started doing podcasting, actually, like the the music show yeah. that was my official first official show in May Very of cool. 2019. So if you want to uh, find events that we're doing, we were obviously kind of, we were on a roll last year and then COVID hit. So this year we sort of just focused on things like podcasting and I've been working on my album. Can't be bothered sure. out December 24th streaming everywhere. Um, it's going to be, You'll find it on Spotify and on YouTube, but Wildcard Arts and Entertainment will be doing events again in 2022. So find us at WC Arts and Entertainment. That's the Instagram handle. And mine is the Wildcard Comedy. And if you want to listen to any of our podcasts, we are at LGD Podcast. Um, we have other shows that are on LGD's page, but that's the main thing that we have is they're all branched off of lights go down podcasts. So awesome. look out, look out for us in uh, a lot of different corners of this world. We're, we're making our, our presence known your, your inroads. Yeah. You're doing a really good job and, you know, obviously too, anything man. I can do to help. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, anything we could do to support and help. That's what we're here. Um, feel free. and. When you come out here, Mikasa Sukasa. Uh, also, thank you. I appreciate that. I really do from the bottom of my heart. You're a very gracious man. Awesome to have you on. Um, cannot thank you enough. Of course, we're gonna have you back for part two, Steve, 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 Stephen Harris, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Harris. Um, I have a question um uh for you regarding um you have you ever thought about doing a podcast? You know, there's this new deal where it's almost like um soap uh radio, like where like in the olden days where we didn't have TV, you know, they would have these these kind of drama series of sorts where it would be like every Sunday or whatever, and then you know, different actors would, would act out a scene. And of course, there's all this you're thinking in your head, but have you you know you heard about podcasting now where they do podcasts like that? Because I thought it would be a very good idea. If when you come up here, you and I, we can strategize, you know, get get our, our creative juices flowing and maybe create something like that where we can get some actors to to possibly do like a, a table read of sorts and yes. you know, with comedy and interjected and, and then and do a podcast like that. I think when you do those type of things nowadays, it's the future, man. It's like a lot of people are getting. Um, those things made into shows. I don't know if you were aware of that. You, you heard about yeah. it? Oh, yeah. And that's Brandy and I actually, we've talked a little bit about that because I know that that's when COVID hit, they were doing that with a lot of these Hollywood movies like Dazed and Confused, a movie I love. They had a, a table read online for the whole movie with all the actors and what they look like right. today, obviously, is different from the original. But, you know, the, the movie is definitely going to be different from a table read. I think those are cool uh -huh. as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you create we create our own show, it's, it's like a show, basically, uh, a running show on a podcast. And then we put it out there. And then so people listen to it. And if it get, starts gaining traction, of course, people start liking and, and, and taking in uh, on it. They they uh, A lot of times yeah. people will, you know, obviously 
you grow uh, an audience and then from there you you kind of uh, leapfrog into actually creating a show um with with any of the new streaming sites but um anyway my man we're all out of time now i really appreciate you so much for coming on guys stephen harrison with us today at juicy divas confessions of a limo driver is there any final thoughts for you my man oh man i i just i can't wait to be out on the west coast and get to do i mean plenty of things we're going to be doing sounds like but i have yeah. some date changes that are coming up i will be dropping a post actually today on the wild card comedy page on insta okay. uh that'll give you some tour updates and look out for my album it'll be out in less than a month if everything goes Can't be bothered right according to plan yes i it's actually the idea i've not shared i don't even think where the idea for the title came from but i knew these two british twins that used to just say oh, i can't be bothered can't be bothered they would just say that endlessly about different things and it's like you missed your sister's wedding <laughs> it's that kind of can't stuff. be bothered <laughs> that's exactly what british humor is though so i was yeah. like you know what that sounds like my moniker so i think that's a there you go title. but that'll it's be great. out december 24th touring everywhere and live events my company wildcard arts and entertainment will be back swinging next year there you go. We're going to hit the ground running next year. There you have it, my man. Another one for the ages. Thanks so much, Stephen. Yes, Talk to you soon. Juicy Divas, perfection of a limo driver. Until next time, goodbye.